0: Good morning, my Rise Up family. How are each and every one of you doing today? Wow, holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Make sure you smash that rumble button if you're just coming in. Make sure you click that little share button right below the video and get this out to your social media platforms because... God says that our job is to spread the gospel, the word of Jesus Christ, the teaching of Jesus Christ, which is the word of God that will bring salvation, healing, joy, prosperity, peace, love, kindness, compassion, and all of the fruits of the nine spirits along with it to bless you and your home. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. That song was called Crowns Down by Gateway Worship. Crowns Down down by gateway worship. Now, I want to tell you something. That's exactly what we do when we give it all to the Lord, like what I talked about yesterday. When I said you're trying too much, stop trying to control every situation and give it to Jesus. That's exactly what you do. You put your crowns down at that cross. I can't take this pain. I can't take this discomfort. This was not meant for me. You have already suffered this. There's no reason to do it again. There's no reason to suffer twice. The suffering of one paid for the sins of all. Lay your crowns down in front of the holy, holy God that created you and breathes life into your body every millisecond of every single day. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you very much for joining in today on Rise Up here on this February 7th, year of our Lord, 2024. Now, if I could ask for a favor right now, it would be that each and every single one of you put in the comment section below, not in the live chat, because she won't see it. But if you could put the comment section below, happy birthday to my sister, Crystal, and it's spelt with a K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. I'll put it in the chat right now. Say happy birthday, Crystal. This is my sister who I believe desperately needs God in her life. She's got that godly heart. She will help anybody who needs it, but her heart is so hardened to so many things. And I just want to let her know that so many God fearing, God loving Christian people out there love her even though they don't know her because she's a sister in Christ, because she's my sister. So everybody, it is my sister Crystal's birthday today. Please say happy birthday, and I'll sing for her now. Send her this video later, because I know she's not watching anything like this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Crystal. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, sis. I hope it's a good one for you. God bless you, and I pray, I pray that you will accept Jesus into your life. Sooner rather than later, every day will feel like a birthday if you can do that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I titled today's show, These Things Are Sin. These things are sin. Not those things, these things. And we're really going to focus on things that maybe we don't really realize are sins. Because, folks, if we don't know that we're in sin, it's not going to be an excuse. Just like the law of the land. Scotty donated $20 and said, buy her some flowers, Jeremy. That, my friend, is a great idea, and that is a great, great blessing that you've just given her. And I'll let her know that a guy named Scotty who's in my show every day, sent $20 to buy her flowers. That was so very kind of you. Thank you so much. The law of the land. There's an old saying called set that says ignorance is not innocence. And the same thing goes for the spiritual law of heaven. Ignorance is not innocence. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to read the description of today's show. And then we're going to get into prayer. And I will remind you, I see WaterCop said rumble ads are getting frustrating. Do you know what you have to do to get rid of them? When it comes up, press refresh. It's over. Right, Eli? Isn't that it? On desktop, desktop, at least. So so an ad comes up, you press refresh, the ad goes away. Should Should... So sometimes you got to refresh once or twice or just wait five seconds and skip the ad. I know they're annoying. I know they're annoying. We don't put them in. (laughs) Uh, Ignorance is not innocence. I'm going to get to this description. Rise Up episode number 287. By the way, I'm trying to get Frank Turek and or Ray Comfort to come on for our 300th episode. We'll see if I can do that. Pray for that. Ignorance is not innocence. And you cannot use that as an excuse. You can't use that as an excuse in a court of law with a human judge. So why would you be able to use that in the court of God to him? Same thing applies to spiritual law because God's morals and his conscience are written on our heart. That's why it's called a conscience. Con means with, science means knowledge. You are with knowledge before you were formed in your mother's womb. What we need to do is identify sin. That is part of our job as Christians and walking a Christian life. We have to identify sin, and we're going to find new sins all the time. No matter the size, and turn from them. Today we're going to talk about things that you may not know are sins, the last thing we want to do is suffer from something that we didn't think that we even had to address. Imagine that. Imagine you are in front of your maker on the day of judgment and Jesus says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And I said, and you say, I I, I didn't know. I thought I did everything according to your teachings. I thought that me doing my daily activities, praying, I thought that was enough. I thought me just believing in you and trusting in you was enough. Well, what is believe and trust? What is follow? Now, God's not going to sit there with a pen and paper and tally up your wrongdoings and your, and your sins and all that. But he is going to say, Did you make a concerned effort? Did you turn from your sin? Did you actively try? Did any part of you turn from it? Or were you a hypocrite on your knees praying one minute and then doing that same sin the next? Did you go into confession on Sunday and say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. And then on Monday, you did the same thing. Tuesday, you did the same thing. Wednesday, you did the same thing. Sunday, you come back in again. Father, forgive me, I have sinned. Monday, you do the same thing. Tuesday, you do the same thing. Look, God is not keeping tally at all. He's never going to say you did this many sins, but you did this many good things. He's not even saying you must do X, Y, Z in order to get here. But by default, if your life isn't changing and you're not addressing these sins, then you've not accepted, believed, trusted, and followed. Now, I know that as a human being, that is hard to understand. Jeremy, you just said in one breath that if we don't do these things, we don't get to heaven. But then you said that God said, is not sitting there saying, if you don't do this, 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 and this, you're not getting into heaven. Or you need to do this, 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 and this. I know it sounds a little contradictory, but it's not. And let me try to explain it again in an easier way to understand. Your actions should reflect your journey with Jesus. If your actions are not reflecting your journey or a journey at all with Jesus, then your actions are misguided and misrepresented. If that makes sense. God's not counting, oh, you did this, 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 and you didn't do this, 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 and this. He's going to look at your actions. Are you a different person today than you were when you accepted Christ in your life? If your actions show that you are, are attempting to be like Christ and attempting to shed your skin, your old self. I know it's weird to use a snake analogy for getting rid of your evil. That is what God wants to see. So again, you may not even know you are sinning. And we're going to talk about some of that today, or you do know deep down, but you don't think it's Big enough to be addressed. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're 20 minutes past the hour. Thank you, Jay Gizme. Flowers are expensive. Tell her they are from all of us. $40 for flowers, Eli. It's about what they cost. Uh, If you get one, that's all pre-made. So we'll do that for my sister. And we'll say this is a gift from God. The LFA family got together in fellowship. And this is a gift from God. How can you go against that? You know what I mean? How can you go against that? Okay. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. In the name of our Savior, the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, Lord and Heavenly Father, how grateful we are for the long For the breath that's in our lungs, for the sight that's in our eyes, for the taste that's in our tongue, for the hearing that's in our ears, for the Holy Spirit that's in our body that guides us. Lord, we pray and thank you for the most amazing miracles that we take for granted every single day. Lord, we want to be clear that we understand that we are not owed anything. As a matter of fact, we owe everything. We owe a debt that we can't pay no matter how much we work, no matter how much we earn, build. We couldn't pay that debt if we tried for a billion years. But the debt was already paid. You graciously became a human being to pay that debt for us. For a gracious, good, and just God must have laws. Laws that he... And existence abides by, or there's chaos, and we understand that. Same thing here on earth. Lord, today let heaven be here on earth. Let us understand our purpose. Let us find our calling. And Lord, help us define what is sin and what we should or should not be doing as representatives of Jesus Christ. We pray this in your name. Amen. Speaking of your name. Do you know that a lot of people say it's disrespectful to speak the name of God, Yahweh. And godly Jews won't even speak it because you are to honor him because of his status, because of who he is, because he is the great I am. And by speaking his first name. It's like disrespecting your parents because if you speak their first name. But here's what I say about that. If God did not want us to know his name nor ever say his name, then he wouldn't have given Moses his name. Now, I'm not saying that it's a sin to say Yahweh. And just because he gave it to us doesn't mean we don't have to show him a sign of respect by saying Father or Dad or God or Adonai. But there are many names for God that humans gave him, that they call him, that he didn't even give. So I don't think it's a bad thing to say the name of Yahweh Or else God would have said, don't you ever utter that to anybody, Moses. Don't let it be in the book of life. Pretty sure he would have said, if you utter this to anybody, uh, you will surely die if he did not want us to know his name. I just thought that I would put that out there. That's not part of of today's message or anything. I'm just saying, you know, because it reminded me when I said, in your name. And then I thought about that, and I'm like, hmm. JV says, I've never read that in the Bible, and apostles always referred to his name. No, uh, godly Jews, Jewish Jewish faith, they will not speak his name. They say it's disrespectful. $20 from Miss Mocha Power, Delight. It's not my money. It's God's money. Use where needed and stretch M- uh, JMR. Get Crystal a nice cross necklace as a gift and had $5 for the flowers. Folks, thank you so much for the kindness for my sister. Um, No need to donate anymore to get her any more presents. We've got enough. We'll get her everything. And uh, you're more than welcome to donate to LFA. We just lost two sponsors, so that's always welcome. Um, But I think we've got enough for my sister, and I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. It's very kind of you to do that. Thank you. T. Mitchell says, only Jews say that as they sin daily. That's exactly right. Rosebud says, Jeremy, God uses Rise Up in my family life more than you will know this side of heaven. Thank you. And Kalia says, Jewish people will be really upset then because they say it every time they breathe.
1: Woo!
0: Kalia, hitting with some knowledge, cracking an egg of knowledge all over their heads, Eli. That's right. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Every single time they breathe. That's in, that's in, that's incredible. T. Mitchell said, who did we lose? We lost four Patriots and we lost um, uh, the Wellness Center. Four Patriots been here a very long time. But uh, apparently everybody's already bought everything that they're going to buy through four Patriots. And everybody's bought all they're going to buy through the Wellness Center. So they're, they're not, they weren't seeing any movement. So they pulled their sponsorship. So, you know, uh, we'll just have to... Have the LFA families fill in the gap or, you know, get another couple sponsors. I'm not too worried about it. God always provides. We will always make sure that LFA moves forward, right? And if LFA didn't move forward, Rise Up sure as heck would. How about that? Anyway, folks, we're 1,500 people in. Thank you so very much for being here. I think now is the good time to get into scripture, okay? Now, let me grab my paperwork here. Grab my phone, make sure I've got everything that I need to do this correctly. Because I want to make sure that I don't screw this up. Now, things that you didn't know were a sin. We're going to cover some of those right now. One of those is not being content with what you have. Now, this is a problem that a lot of people suffer from. And if you call yourself a Christian, it is a sin. It is a sin because it's saying so many things. If you're not happy or content with what you have. Number one, you're saying what you're giving me, God, is not enough. That's an accusation to God that he is not giving you enough, even though he gives you the breath in your lungs. And all of those sensories that we talked about at the beginning of the show. So the first thing that you're doing when you're not being content with what you have. And I'm not saying you have to be overly joyful if you're, you know, living in poverty. It's very hard to be overly joyful. But if you're living in the spirit, that joy exists. And no, you don't have to be happy with your financial situation. But God will provide what you need and what you can handle during that time of your life. Maybe God can't trust you with a bunch of cash right now. Maybe God can't trust you with a big promotion that brings you an excess amount of money. Maybe you wouldn't use that money the proper way. Maybe you wouldn't take that money, the excess that you might get, and do something responsible with it. So God says, maybe this is where I want you right now. All I know is that there's been many times in my lives, in my life where I've been up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and for so many years I was not content with what I had. So I didn't have joy. I didn't have joy. No, I had experienced happiness, but I never experienced joy till I became a Christian and I started being content with what God gave me because I know that I've been through so much worse, and I've been in situations where it didn't seem like God even existed, let alone was blessing me with anything. Just so happens to be that in those times, you can be blessed with knowledge, perseverance, hardships, tough uh, iron sharpening iron, becoming a stronger person, both mentally and physically. Maybe those are the things that God's trying to give you during those times. When you ask to be a tough, courageous, smart person, Who can handle anything? God just doesn't give you that. He brings you through those things so that you can earn it. See, God is not Bernie Sanders. He doesn't want you to just get things just because you are alive. Okay? He wants you to earn them. God doesn't want you to feel the burn, God wants you, Eli, to feel the earn. That's what he wants. He wants you to earn those stripes. He wants you to get that courage that you've been praying for through doing things that are going to make you courageous, stepping in the face of fear. He wants you to go through those things because you want the things that those situations bring. And the only way that you're going to get them and hold on to them is if you go through that stuff yourself. So, If you are not content with what God has given you in your current situation, you are saying to God that what you are giving me is not enough. And I think that would make him cry. Don't you? There's actually scripture that backs this up. So if you can grab your Bibles and go to Hebrews 13, 5. And while you're going to Hebrews 13, 5, we're going to bring up the rumble chat so we can hear from our lovely LFA family members who deserve more of a spotlight than I ever deserved. Thank you, Lord, I am grateful, said CQ. Again, Hebrews 13.5, while we have the rumble chat up, folks. Hebrews 13.5. T. Mitchell, God provides amazingly abundant. L. Dooley, God has blessed me with more than I deserve, and I say thank you, Lord. Jay me. I have found contentment. He always provides my needs. My wants are, my f- are of my flesh. It took a while to learn that. It sure does. T. Mitchell can show miracles. He answers them daily, every second. That's right. He does. He does. Make sure you rumble this video, folks. Big shout-out to producer Eli for all the looks, the background, the lower third, Banner. He's pretty good. Pretty good. We lose more sponsors. We're going to have to fire him, though. Actually, his money doesn't come from sponsors. His money comes from Rumble Rants. <laughs> anyway. Grammy love. I'm loving the complete Jewish Bible. Yeah. So am I. So am I. And we're going to read out of it today. But right now we're going to read from Hebrews thirteen five. And I will read... If you guys would like me to, I will read from the complete Jewish Bible on Hebrews 13:5 and it says this: Keep your lives free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have. For God himself has said, I will never fail nor abandon you. Hebrews 13:5. By the way, if you're looking to memorize scripture, like I and my, ch- my family are doing, best way to do it is to say the verse beforehand, uh, quote the verse, and then say the, the, the verse after. So if you were to say this verse and you were to learn this verse, you'd say Hebrews 13.5, keep your lives free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have for God himself has said, I will never fail you nor abandon you. Hebrews 13.5. Okay. Annette says, cover the LFA family with the full armor of God. Put Rise Up on Telegram. It is. I did share it to Telegram. Should be able to go check it out right there. Just make sure I did. Pretty sure I did anyway. And if I didn't, I'm going to do it again right now. And I did. I just made sure. So there you go, folks. There's your first one. There's your first big sin. Hebrews 13:5. Not being content with what you have is a massive, massive sin to God. Now, here's another one for you. Please open up your Bibles to Mark 8:38. The book of Mark 8:38. I'll give you a minute to get there. I won't be like your pastors at your church. Say, go to your Bibles. Here it is, and then start reading before you can even get there. And he's done. But when you finally get there, he's already done. Mark eight thirty eight. Now, what this is going to talk about is um being ashamed of Jesus, being ashamed of the words that Jesus spoke of the teachings that Jesus taught to a point where you are embarrassed to say them to people because of how it's going to make you feel because of the backlash that you might get because you don't want to be a rubble rouser. You don't want to be a, uh, uh, a, a, a shift starter. You don't want to upset the apple cart. You don't want to quote cause division because the Bible says I shouldn't cause division. You're not causing division when you speak the word of Jesus. They are choosing to divide. There's a difference. There's a difference between a government gaslighting a group of people so they can cause division on purpose, so they can cause a civil war, so they can stay in power because the people have the power and they don't want the people to use that power against them. That's not what spreading the word of Jesus is. Spreading the word of Jesus is teaching somebody something that they need to know and understand in order for their own salvation to save their lives. It's the ultimate unification. And if you're ashamed to speak the words of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, that is a massive, massive sin. Mark eight thirty-eight. For if someone is ashamed of me, and what I say, in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man also will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. What's that saying? That's saying that if you are ashamed of Jesus Christ, you're afraid to go out with your cross outside of your shirt. You're afraid to wear a shirt that says you can't beat God or rapture ready. You're afraid to say God bless you to somebody. You're afraid to say to somebody, If you're feeling this way, maybe the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can help you. That is a massive sin. And Jesus says that if you are ashamed of him now, then he will be ashamed of you on the day of judgment. Again, very scary. Be more like Shane, bad moon. Be a billboard for God. Jay Gizme says, Eli does a great job, doesn't he? He does. He does. He wouldn't have been here almost three years if he hadn't. LFA is a different kind of company. We allow a lot of freedom and a lot of, a lot of uh, difference of opinions. But what we don't have here is, is losers. We have winners. We have people that are striving to be something better under God. And that's incredible if you ask me. That's why we've been able to grow as much as we've grown. Eli, I don't know if I've told the people this yet. Last January, January of 2023, Eli, and I know you know this, but for the whole month of January of 2023, we had 1.4 million views on our, on our network. We had seven shows. We now have 22 shows, and January of 2024, our, our channel here, had 5.5 million views. That growth is not because there's a bunch of sinful... Non-God-believing, devil-worshipping losers behind this channel. No, 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 no. And it's not growing hundreds of thousands like some people do out of a gimmick. It's growing grassroots. It's growing from the ground up. And, it is, and the seeds are spread well. God is watering it. And it's growing at the perfect rate. And the message is getting out there. And we now have 17, 1,800 people watching the word of God. Eli, I remember when we had a hard time breaking 1,000, watching Rise Up when it first started. This is called actual, natural, real growth. And I will never, ever, ever be afraid of what happens here because this network is God's network. It's just that simple. And the minute that it's not is the minute that it's done. Our foundation is built on rock, not sand here. And you guys were the fuel for it all. Mark 838. Stop being embarrassed. Stop being afraid. Stop letting anybody make you feel like the word of Je- words of Jesus Christ are invalid. Say them everywhere. Say them with a smile on your face. I can't wait to tell non-believers about God in my life. I can't wait to talk about God when I'm at the grocery store, I'm at the gas station, or I'm at the at my kids' soccer game. I can't wait. That's how you should be. And if you are anything other than that, as a Christian, that's a sin. I know Army Dog. Please tell Ryan to stop saying, gosh, damn. It's the same thing. Yes, it is. But it's baby steps for some people. He's trying. He went from saying the actual word to this. So let's see if he can uh, let's see if he can segue into not saying it at all. That would be great. Because here's the next one. Even saying, O-M-G, folks, is a sin. That's right. Even saying, and I'm going to say it for the purpose so that you guys understand what I mean. If you say, oh my God, that's a sin. Sorry, Lord. I'm teaching. You might not think it is. I even say, oh my gosh, sometimes, and it's kind of the same thing. Now I just say, oh, my Lanta, that has nothing to do with my God. It's just, oh, my, right? Wow. Oh, my Lanta. The reason why saying, oh, my God, is a sin is because you're using the name of God or God. Maybe God's not his name, but you are referring to the almighty creator in a way that is not glorifying his name. If you use any context, any name, or any word. Sorry, Jeremy, I think you're posting yesterday's rise up. Oh, you're right. I did. My bad. Let's repost today's rise up. Okay, we got it now. What's that? The show. I was sharing yesterday's show, not today's show. My fault. I learn so much from you every day. Thank you, Jeremy. Use this money how you see fit. $100 from Misty Wine. Well, thank you so much for that. And God Chick, $20 for lunch for Eli. Eli, people keep buying us lunch every day. We might get fat, but I'll take it. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate you so much. So again, getting back to this. If you're, if you're referring to God in any way, and I know that people don't even realize they're doing it. They just go, oh my God. You're not glorifying God. Think about this. Now, I know they're wrong in everything they say, but let's take Islam for, for an example. Muslims. I see Muslims... Respecting their prophet more than Christians respect the Savior. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Every single time that a Muslim talks about Muhammad, they say, blessed be upon him. Every single time they even mention, even a glimpse of mentioning the name Muhammad, they say, blessed be upon him. Prophet Muhammad, blessed be upon him. Blessed be upon the Prophet Muhammad. They do that every, now he was a false prophet, he was a fake prophet, he was a pedophile and a murderer, he he did no miracles and he didn't rise from the dead and he got poisoned by a Jew and died. Doesn't sound like a good God to me or a good prophet to me. But every time they speak his, utter his name, they use it with respect. Jews won't even say Yahweh because it's disrespectful. But yeah, we Christians go around, oh my God, and saying GD and things like that. We need to have a little bit more respect for our God. For God, all the God of all. Jay Gizme said, so I say, oh, for the love of all that's holy, is that wrong? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I just try to stay away from any of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? If I am expressing wow, or I'm expressing disgust, or I'm expressing excitement, I never say, oh, my, I just say, all oh, glory to God for that. Or, oh, my Lanta. You know what I mean? I... I'm starting to make sure that when I, it's I don't even have to try anymore. Actually, to me, I don't even have to try anymore. To me, I just I, it's it's just by default now. I know where to use the name of God, and I don't use it in a negative term. I don't even use I don't if I'm even talking about him. I don't use it in a negative way. So very important. Okay, very very important. Now, two more. Please open up your books to Deuteronomy 22.5. Now this one's going to blow your mind. I didn't know. I didn't, for some reason, I've never read this in the Bible. Now I knew that it's, that this was referred to in the Bible, but I just can't remember ever reading it. And now today I got it. Why do we want to stop drag queen story hour in libraries for kids. Besides the fact of the obvious, drag queens are very sexualized human beings. And most of them practice homosexuality and are embraced in the LGBTQ community. And there's no reason for drag queen story hour or any kind of sexualized uh, optics to be going on in a public library or school where there are kids. The homosexual life is wrong. But folks, this whole gender stuff that's going on, it's okay for girls to do this and boys to do this. Boys can play with Barbies and girls can play with tanks. Boys can be in dresses and girls can wear overalls, you know, you know whatever. Check this out. Deuteronomy 22, 5 A woman is not to wear men's clothing. And a man is not to put on women's clothing. For whoever does these things is detestable to Adonai, your God. Do I need to repeat that? A woman is not to wear men's clothing and a man is not to put on women's clothing. For whoever does these things is detestable to Adonai your God. Sin. Sin. To dress like, to want to be, to promote the opposite gender by embracing and absorbing what they wear and how they look and who they are and what they were created to be, you are, a, you are committing a sin and you're probably mentally ill. And you probably need a straight jacket. And for you parents out there that are dressing up your boys in dresses and letting your boys play with Barbies and watch Barbie, first of all, don't even let your daughter watch Barbie. Second of all, if you let your son watch Barbie, great job. You've got them on a fast track to hell. And you too. You may not like the rules and the laws, but who are you to argue with God about them? Hmm? Who are you to argue with God about them? You're a nobody. You're an absolute speck of dust in time. You are here today, forgotten tomorrow. Who do you think you are? And if you want a little bit more of that, go to Job. When Job was being scolded by God for even thinking About complaining. Who do you think you are? I created you and everything in your existence. I don't care if you don't think that's the right way. I don't care if you think it's okay to put your boy in dresses. It's not. Period. End of story. You do not get a say-so in questioning God's laws. Deuteronomy 22 5. And last, certainly not least, hatred. Not just any hatred, division. Division between you and somebody else, and you have so much anger inside of you for that person. That you can't go to that person, sit down with them, break bread, and put it behind you. Because you want to know what happens when somebody like that is in your life? You can't have a relationship with God. It's not possible. As hard as that is to hear. And you may say, Jeremy, you can't tell me that I don't have a relationship with God. Yes, I can. I can tell you that. Because the Bible says that. Anyone who hates a brother or a sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. You want to know why? Because Jesus didn't have any. Jesus didn't have hate. I don't know what you mean by that, my rock. Deuteronomy twenty two five. <laughs> How many times you gotta say that, folks? Deuteronomy twenty two five. I know we're going through a lot of them here. <sighs> Jesus had no hate in his heart for even the people that tried to kill him, the people that did ultimately kill him, the people that killed people around him, killed other Christians. Jesus didn't have any hatred in his heart for Paul, formerly Saul. So if we have hatred for anybody in our lives, anyone, then we are not going to see God on that day of judgment and sit at his right or sit down next to Jesus at his right hand and enjoy all the glory of heaven. It won't be for us. It won't be for us. Michelle Curl, the clothing needs clarified other than the obvious. I really don't think, I think the obvious is enough. I think the obvious is enough. If a group of people look at somebody and say, why are you dressed like a girl? That's enough. Societies change. Women's and men's fashion change. But guess what? We still all know what is women's fashion and what is men's fashion. Meemaw says we better all be ready. Jesus is coming. Amen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the last eight minutes or so, now that we've gone through these things that you might be doing every day, And you might not know that they are sins. Mary, the scripture's in the live chat about six times. Deuteronomy 22, 5. If you scroll back, you can copy it. I have a video here to show you of Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort having a conversation. What better thing to watch than that? Roll it.
2: What advice would you give to the 20-year-old version of yourself?
3: So if God can trust you with small things, He can trust you with big things. If you're a servant here, He'll make you a servant there and love trust that. you. So it's uh, start low, you know, just love people and, and uh, cry out for wisdom. Every day I pray for wisdom. I scream out to the heavens for wisdom every single day. I said, well, maybe wise, because if you're wise, you'll think right, speak right, say right. You'll never do anything wrong if you're wise.
2: So Ray, I want I want you to explain something that most people have no idea. They look at you and they see this, this man who has a heart full of courage. You're just absolutely fearless, talking to crowds of strangers about controversial subjects. But I know that you once struggled with agoraphobia, which is the fear of public In places, open places, mm-hmm. public places. How is that possible? How, and how, how bad was that?
3: It was devastating. Um, I was in the middle of the North Island in New Zealand. I was waiting to speak somewhere on a Sunday afternoon. I had a meeting in the afternoon. And I just was like, as I was waiting in a room, uh, I was going to have a snooze or something. It was like a 1,000 demons just went whew. And it was, I've never known anything like it. It was like a, a nightmare, but I was awake, and I couldn't shake myself out of it. And it just devastated me. Like a panic attack? Absolute panic attack, but it took my breath away. It was just unbelievable. and I. And so for the next 12 months, I could not have a meal with my family at the table. It was too traumatic for me. Couldn't meet people. I still had to go out and minister. It took about five years for it to, to, you know, calm down. But it gave me a, a tremendous empathy for people that say I get panic attacks because I know what it's like. They're irrational and your heart palpitates, your flesh sweats, you can't breathe. And people think fear or courage is the absence of fear. It's the conquering of it. And, and the, the way I, share on how to deal with your fears is could i ever get you to dive into a pond or a lake that had big chunks of ice in it that if you're in there for three minutes you'd be dead it's that cold you say no way if i said a four-year-old boy has just fallen into that pond you wouldn't care about your flesh you'd dive in and just grab that kid and pull him out wouldn't even think about the cold love is such a powerful thing and the waters of personal evangelism are icy i say to people don't pray for less fear pray for more love because that's the problem yeah because love overcomes your fears and when i see a i see anyone i want to give a track to or witness to mm-hmm. they look like goliath to me they really do and i've just got to run <laughs> at, at goliath and not listen to my imaginations because my imagination's always the same no matter who i got to share the gospel with i'm terrified you're terrified oh ter- always terrified you seem to be no, fearless no, no fearless when i sit on a plane And I'm waiting for someone to come and sit on the empty seat. I'm praying. I'm praying they won't show up. And I'm not kidding. (laughs) Okay, I spent two weeks testing the beer.
0: All right. We don't like commercials. Let's go back. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm not kidding. So said, please don't let him No, Look at the size of the guy, you know? And I just have to say, do I care about myself or I care about this person where they spend eternity? This one question that's helped me more than anything else deal with my fears is when I meet a stranger, I just say to them, I get their name and respectively say, do you think there's an afterlife? That doesn't mention God, Jesus, heaven, hell, the Bible, repentance, any of those things and just ask the opinion of the person. And I'm sincere, and you find out, yeah, I think about it all the time. Mm. Are you scared of dying? Yeah, I'm terrified. Well, this isn't the Antichrist. He's not gonna stab me to death for sharing the gospel. He believes in God. He's caring about the afterlife. And so that gives me courage to say, well, do you think you're gonna make it to heaven? Are you a good person? And then we go through the commandments. Mm. Mm. Now, let me ask
2: you this. For people who aren't as familiar with what what, what you've devoted your life to, you decided to change the game with regard to personal evangelism. Um, what is it that you do that's different from what you were seeing around you at the time?
3: Most of us try and talk people into believing the Bible, but there is an easier way. And the easier way to convince someone the Bible is the Word of God is this. What I did was do what Jesus did. The Young man came running to Jesus, knelt down and said, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? There he said, why do you call me good? God. There's none good, good but, but God. God. He reproved the that's man's right. understanding of the word good. And then he gave them the Ten Commandments to show what good is, God's standard. Why did you do that? Well, you don't give someone a cure without convincing them they have the disease. That's why you need a Savior, because you've sinned. So that's what Jesus did. And the Ten, what, Commandments the Ten Commandments to show
2: them that they've got a problem.
3: They need a Savior. They need God.
0: They need a Savior. What a great interview that is. I am going to, uh, I'm going to grab that interview, and I'm going to put it in the live chat link for you. I'm also going to put it in the comment section below. I think it's very important to listen to that interview. Uh, Every time Ray and uh, Kirk uh, can get together, it's always a blessing. Um, So I just put that in there for you guys. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get ready to wrap up today. Now, uh, coming up next is uh, Kevin Smith filling in for Mike Crispy. Mike Crispy is on a plane right now. Uh, So Kevin Smith is filling in for Mike Crispy and Unafraid today. I urge you to uh, go to that show next. Watch it. Going to be a great show. And then followed by Live from America for two hours, obviously. I pray that you guys can all be here for that. Eli, we just about hit 2,000 today. 1,968 is what we got to. I think that might be a record for Rise Up. And God is on the move. And God is working. And I absolutely love it. I do appreciate you guys being here. Also, make sure you check out another godly, wonderful news-oriented show at 9 p.m., Trumpet Daily with Stephen Flurry. Until then, folks, God bless you, and remember, lay your crowns down. I love you. God bless.